over every single one of us tonight that we would surrender and yield to the work and to the move of his spirit exactly how he would want to move tonight. Well, let's pray for his word. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful. We humble ourselves right now, God. We are only here by your grace and by your mercy. It is nothing that we have done or that we ever could have done. And tonight, Lord, we want to honor you and your word. I'm thankful that your word is alive, that your word goes forth for the purpose of changing and shifting and moving the inside of us. And so I pray tonight, God, that we would have ears to hear and we would have hearts that are so soft and ready to respond to whatever it is that you would want to speak to us as individuals. We honor you and we say, welcome, Holy Spirit. This entire evening is about you and nobody else. We are here for the name of Jesus to be glorified and to be magnified tonight, God. So we submit to you in your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, our title tonight is Press. About five months ago on Sunday, June 30th, a prophetic word came in the house just after the morning service during the altar call. It was given by a dear sister of ours who recently passed away and went to be with the Lord. Many of you knew Patricia Lewis. She had what I like to call a contagious spirit. If you ever spoke with her, she was a woman who was passionate about her Lord. She was a woman who loved to talk about Jesus Christ. She loved the Holy Spirit and how he was moving and being poured out. And she was on fire and, and set her life to serve him and to press into him. And she shared this story with me, and I know that she has shared this story with many of you as we have talked with one another. But she shared with us about how her and her husband, while they were pastoring in their early years, they experienced a mighty revival in their midst. They experienced a mighty outpouring of the Spirit of God. The kingdom of God was shaken as they pressed in and they sought after the Lord and they experienced him in beautiful ways. She was animated as she would describe this revival that they were part of. And if you listen to her stories about the miraculous outpouring of the Holy Spirit, you cannot help but be stirred with her. Your soul would be set on fire and you would yearn for a mighty outpouring of the Spirit in our midst today. On Sunday, June 30th, at the end of the message in the morning service, there was an altar call. Many people responded and were being prayed for, and it was towards the end of the altar call that Patricia made her way down to the front with her Bible in her hand, and she asked if she could give a prophetic word. And for those of you who remember that word, she began to prophesy about a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit. She spoke these words. The Lord gave her a picture. The Lord gave her a vision the Spirit of God being poured out in a mighty and beautiful and powerful way over this house. And as she began to prophesy, she began to say there needs to be a pressing. We must press. We must press into the presence of God. We must have a spirit of pressing if we want to enter into this mighty outpouring of God's presence. And she began to admonish us, and she said, people, press Press, press with everything that you have. Press into him in a greater way. And as she was prophesying, my soul was stirred deeply. And this word press hit the center of my spirit. And I knew that it was a true word of the Lord over this house. 
And I knew there would come a time when God would want to encourage us with this particular word. And so tonight I would like to say this, that we need to be a people who press we need to be a people who have a spirit of pressing, and we pray tonight that a spirit of pressing would be released into every heart, into every home tonight in the name of Jesus. The Word of God uses this press in a few different ways, but the one area that I want to focus on tonight is our need to press for heavenly oil. The Holy Spirit brought me to the familiar passage that we have all heard and read and heard preached on and taught, but I want to go to the Garden of Gethsemane as we open up tonight in Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 to 39. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. We see in this passage, Jesus is pressing. He is pressing into his Father's presence to be able to accomplish his will. And it is significant that Jesus pressed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane means oil press or pressing of the olive. And there was a pressing that day in the garden. There was a pressing into God. There was a deep pressing within the heart of Christ as he agonized. And he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed, knowing the sacrifice that was ahead of him. But as he pressed with deep passion, with a gut-wrenching desperation for God, this pressing crucified his natural desires until he could say those nine powerful, life-changing words, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus pressed into his Father's presence, and he received supernatural strength and a resolve to be able to say, not my will, but your will be done. The point of us pressing in our lives is to be able to accomplish the will of our Father, is to crucify the natural will that wars against our spirits. The point of pressing is to set our lives to seek the kingdom of God, for it to come on earth as it is in heaven, for his will to be done. And Jesus pressed in the garden that day to be able to say these words, I will not give up on your call, Father. I will not turn back from who you've called me to be and what you've called me to accomplish. He pressed in to be able to say, I will not compromise the standard of your truth. I will not give in to the pressure of the worlds around me, but I will press until your will is accomplished, until my flesh comes into submission. And one of the greatest keys to an outpouring of the Spirit of God is pressing for heavenly oil. The spirit of pressing will only come when nothing else matters than his kingdom, when nothing else matters more than his salvation. When our hearts burn passionately for his salvation and for his freedom above everything else. If you have your Bibles, you can go to Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 to 14, our main passage tonight. But what things were gained to me 
These I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul knew what it meant to press, to press in, to press onward, and to press upwards for the call of heaven, the call of salvation, the call of God's kingdom. Let's look at three areas of pressing in order for us to fulfill the heavenly call upon our lives. Number one tonight is press in for pure oil. And all of press works by applying pressure to the olive to separate the liquid oil and the vegetation water from the solid material. And what is interesting is that the first part of this process of extracting the olive oil is to wash the olives to reduce the presence of contaminants. And this principle in the natural can be applied in the spiritual to our lives as well. There is a washing that needs to be done to wash away the contaminants of our sin nature of anything ungodly that does not line up with the purity and the holiness of our God, our character that is pressing against the purity that God desires to work within us. There is heavenly oil that will be poured out upon those who are pure. Exodus 27, verse 20, And you shall command the children of Israel that they bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light to cause the lamp to burn continually. We can be related to the lamp, our lives, and there is a burning of God's presence. There is a burning of his fire. There is a burning of his light that he yearns would burn within us continually. There is a pure oil that he yearns to produce within us. The pure oil of his Holy Spirit will only flow when we allow a pressing upon our sin nature, a pressing upon any area that is ungodly so it can be pressed out of us. The Apostle Paul eagerly desired this pressing upon his character so he could become more Christ-like in every area of his life. Philippians 3, 7 to 11. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. And listen to what he says here. Being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Can we say that tonight that we want to be conformed to the death of Jesus Christ? We want to be conformed that we would be able to gain Christ? Is there a deep yearning within our spirit to know Christ and to be found in him? Can we say as Paul did, 
I want to be conformed to his death. This will require some things in our lives to be put to death, to be pressed out of us. I want to know the power of his resurrection. The resurrection power of Jesus lives within us, but are we alive to that? Are we living and walking according to that within us? Do we gladly welcome the pressing in our lives so the pure oil of the Holy Spirit can flow within and out of us? Sometimes there needs to be a pressing of the pride, a pressing upon hard hearts, bitterness. It will not feel good. Jesus will press us if we ask of him, but he will not crush us. When you feel the pressure upon your character, can you allow the pressing in the pressure? Can you allow the pressing of the Holy Spirit in the pressure? What will make us like the men of God, like King David and the Apostle Paul, where we receive the pressing of a deeper work within us that we might gain Christ and know him in a deeper measure? What will make you say, press me, until all of the filth within me comes out of me. What will make you say, press me, until my character is modeled after the character of Jesus Christ? What will make you say, press me, until it hurts, Lord? You will welcome the uncomfortable pressing upon your life and upon your character when the cross becomes more important than your flesh. When the cross of Jesus becomes more important than our desires and our wants, Paul had a deep revelation of the cross of Christ. And this is what he says in 1 Corinthians 9.27 in the Living Bible. Like an athlete, I punish my body, treating it roughly, training it to do what it should, not what it wants to. Otherwise, I fear that after enlisting others for the race, I myself might be declared unfit and ordered to stand aside. We want to be fit for this race. We want to be fit for the kingdom of God. We want to be fit to be on the front lines of the army of God, and that requires death to self. It requires us to say, yes, Holy Spirit, come and press me until it hurts. Press me until everything comes out of me that does not align with you. The New King James Version says, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. If we want the resurrection power, it's going to require a death to self. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 to 11 and 16 to 18. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, yes, but not forsaken. Struck down sometimes, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Verse 16, therefore... We do not lose hearts, even though our outward man is perishing, even though it hurts, even though we don't understand it sometimes. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, let us count these hardships and persecutions as a light affliction. 
It is but for a moment, and it is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Hallelujah. We need the heavenly oil to crush the natural flesh that presses against the heavenly call. There is a pressing against your heavenly call. There is a pressing against your salvation. There is a pressing in the pressure of your natural situation and circumstances. And Jesus says, let the pressing produce my character. Let the, let the pressing produce the upward call in heaven. Number two tonight, press onward for healing oil and strength. I want to apply this point of healing tonight as healing in the physical as well as healing of the heart. James 5.14 is a beautiful verse that tells us of the healing oil that we must apply to those who are sick in body and pray for their healing. There is a pressing onward in our natural circumstances that we are called to for our healing and for our strengthening to be released Mark chapter 3, verse 10 is a beautiful scripture that came alive to me this past week. It says, for he, Jesus, healed many, so that as many as had afflictions pressed about him to touch him. The Amplified Version says, for he had healed many, and as a result, all who had diseases pressed around him to touch him. There are moments when Jesus responds to our pressing into him, to our pressing onward past our pain, past our natural circumstances to receive his healing. And I know that we have read this particular passage many times, but I want us to look tonight perhaps with fresh eyes and allow the Holy Spirit to stir our hearts afresh tonight, the woman who pressed onward to receive her healing. Mark chapter 5, verses 25 to 34. Now a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians, she spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garments. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. We know the story, and this woman had much pain, had this disease and this sickness upon her for 12 years. And her natural circumstance looked like this. It looked like a crowd of people around her, perhaps those who were mocking, perhaps negative words. Her natural circumstance definitely looked like negative thinking. It looked like doctor's reports who said, there is nothing that can be done for you anymore. 
Her natural circumstance perhaps was full of fear, anguish, worry, a yearning, a desperation. And yet on this particular day, this woman understood and she knew that the key to her physical healing on this day was going to be a spirit of pressing. And this came upon her and this came in her spirit on this day. And so she pressed onward in the midst of her natural circumstances. She pressed onward in that crowd. She pushed past the people who might be looking at her a little bit funny, a little bit differently. She probably pushed past all of the negative thinking. She pushed past her fear because she knew that she knew that she knew that just one touch, if she could just touch the hem of the garment of the healer, that she would be healed. There was a spirit of pressing that came upon her in her pain. In her pain, she pushed onwards. In her pain, she pressed onward to the healer, Jesus Christ, because she knew that nothing within her could cause this healing. Nothing in the natural was going to bring this healing. And so she pressed past every single part of her natural surroundings and said, Jesus, I know that you can do it. And you might be here tonight, and there might be a physical healing that you require in your body. You might be here tonight and perhaps there has been something that has been hindering you in your pressing into Jesus. There might be pain. There may be natural circumstances that are holding you back from pressing onward. You may need the oil of healing for your heart tonight. You may need the oil of strength for your body tonight. There may be a crowd of people in your life that seems to be hindering you. There may be fear or negative thinking or just the weariness that is holding you back from pressing. And yet the Holy Spirit would say this tonight, there is an oil for healing. There is an oil for supernatural strength. Would you believe for that tonight? Would you even right now in your spirit just begin to press onward, just to begin to press past the negative thinking, the doubts, perhaps a spirit of unbelief, pride, whatever it is that might be holding you back, the Lord would say, would you cause faith to arise? Would you tonight, even right where you are, begin to say, Jesus, I believe. Jesus, I believe that you are my healer. Jesus, I believe that you are the healer of my heart, that you are able to release that supernatural strength that I need. The truth is, is that we all have areas where we just need to press. We all have areas where we need to press onward. In the midst of this culture, in the midst of the voices, whatever it is, we need to press onward for our supernatural strength and for our breakthrough. Philippians 3 12 to 13 in the Amplified Version, it says, Not that I have already obtained it, this goal of being Christ-like, or have already been made perfect, but I actively press on so that I may take hold of that perfection for which Christ Jesus took hold of me and made me his own. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own yet, but one thing I do forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. It says, I actively press on. King David is another great example to us of one who pressed through the crowd. And that day when he faced that giant, he pressed past the mocking of his brother. 
He pressed past the fear of the entire Israelite army. He pressed onward in the natural circumstance to be able to accomplish the cause of God for his life. Your natural circumstances, the weakness of your flesh, will never line up with God's supernatural power. We need to press past the voices that tempt you to slack off in your fervency. Press past the voices that disagree with your beliefs, that disagree with your kingdom focus and your church attendance. Let us declare, as Paul did, this one thing I will do. This one thing I will do, I will press on. I will press onward in the midst of my natural surroundings and what it looks like and what people are saying around you, that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Jesus pressed onward in the crowd and in his agony, and he laid hold of our freedom. He laid hold of eternal life for us So can we be a church that would say, I'm going to press onward into the truths of God, into his call that I may gain Christ and his resurrection power. There is healing oil that is released upon us physically, upon any past hurts and pain. There is the oil of strength that is released when we press onward. And number three, the final thing tonight is press higher for anointing oil. In the Old Testament, we read about the horn of oil that was poured out upon the man of God. And we're told in 1 John chapter 2, verse 20, that we have received an anointing from the Holy One. And this word anointing comes from the word unction, and it means to smear on. And there is a picture for us in this image of that which the Holy Spirit would want to cover us, would want to smear his presence and the endowment of power upon our entire lives. We are meant to be covered entirely with him, and we will receive the anointing oil upon our lives, upon our hearts, upon our lips when we press higher up the mountain of the Lord's presence and into the heavenly realms. Philippians 3, verse 14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Our goal, church, is upward. Our prize is upward. Our call is upward. There is a heavenly prize, and we have to press higher. Paul understood that he was pressing in the natural. There was a pressing upon his character. He was pressing past his natural circumstances. He was pressing past the popular culture around him. He was pressing into the supernatural healing and the strength of his God. And all of his pressing into the presence and the power of God was all for one reason, to obtain the upward call, the heavenly inheritance. And the only reason that Paul was able to endure the pressing, because there is an enduring and enduring that we must be able to have come upon our lives in the pressing. The only reason he could endure the pressing was because he continually pressed higher. He continually got his thoughts and his heart and his spirit and his mind above what was happening around him and up into the heavenly realms. We must press higher for the anointing oil that it would cover us, that it would be, that it would be as the endowment of power to be able to press, 
to be able to endure, to be able to experience the mighty outpouring of his spirit. Jesus pressed that the will of his Father would be accomplished in his life. Jesus pressed for his kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. And as he pressed into his Father's presence time and time again, when the crowds were pressing around him, he continually went to be with his Father. And every time he returned, was there not an endowment of power that was upon him? Were there not signs and wonders and miracles that followed him? There is a principle that we are taught in Scripture of pressing higher to receive the endowment of power that we must yearn for if we are going to witness the kingdom of God advancing violently in our midst. In Mark chapter 3, verses 13 to 15, and he, Jesus, went up on the mountain and he called to him those he himself wanted. And they came to him. They all climbed that mountain, and then he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out demons. Jesus calls us up the mountain to be with him. He calls us higher into the heavenly realms that he would anoint us to preach the gospel, every single one of us, that there would be an anointing and endowment of power from on high to see the lost come to him, to see the strongholds broken, to see the diseases being healed in the name of Jesus. Can you hear him calling you higher tonight? There were many in the Old Testament and the New Testament who climbed higher to press into the presence of God. Hannah went up to the house of the Lord. There was a desperation in her spirit to press into the presence of her God. She needed him so desperately. Moses went up, he pressed up the mountain to encounter the glory of God, and he understood in his life that there was nothing more important than the presence of God in his life. The apostle John in Revelation was commanded to come up higher in the heavenly realms to receive the revelation of the Lord. You see, there is a place in God's presence where he desires to pour out more of his anointing, where he desires to pour out more of his glory, and it only happens when we get our eyes off of ourselves, when we press higher to where his glory dwells. Psalm 24, 3 to 4 and 7 to 9, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, lift up your heads, O you gates, be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads tonight, Christ City. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come into our midst. Our call tonight is to lift up our heads lift up our souls to press higher, to press deeper and further than you have ever gone before for the glory of God, for his call. Can we press higher with a true hunger, the desperation for his kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven? 
for us to be able to say, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done, O God. Press higher for the anointing oil, the oil that will guard our hearts as passions, other passions are trying to come in and divide our passion for the Lord. The oil will cover our sight, our hearing, so that we will have the ability to keep pressing in for his voice. When the apostle John went up in the spirit, he received mighty revelation from God, didn't he? Regarding many different things, just a couple of things that he witnessed. One of them was the war in heaven where Satan was cast out. He witnessed the river of God that was flowing in powerful measures, the river of life that is pure and holy. And there is a call to us in Revelation 22, verse 17. It says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Blessed are the hungry, for they shall be filled. Blessed are those who thirst. God is looking for the thirsty, for the hungry who will press. Let us be passionate as Paul and Christ were about fulfilling the will of their Father. Can we stand together tonight? And I wonder, before we worship, if we could just take a moment and just close our eyes and set ourselves in with the Holy Spirit. Can we allow the Holy Spirit to speak tonight in a way that he only can? And I want to ask each one of us, what is it that will make you never turn back? What is it that will make you allow the Holy Spirit to keep pressing and working within you? What will cause you to press past your natural surroundings that are pressing against you? to press onward in the truths of God? What will cause you to keep pressing until healing oil flows and supernatural strength is released? What is it that will cause you to keep pressing higher for his anointing oil? Family of God, there is a revelation that we need to receive, a revelation of the cross a revelation of your call to minister the gospel and be a light for his kingdom. And when this Holy Spirit revelation is imparted into your spirit, you will never stop pressing. You will never turn back. You will fight on the front lines of God's army and you will be a praise and a prayer warrior who will seek the kingdom of God and take it by force for his glory. Would you begin to pray where you are? Would you begin to ask the Holy Spirit to release his revelation into your heart? To release a deep revelation that will cause you to never turn back? Jesus. One of the greatest keys to God's mighty outpouring of his Holy Spirit is a spirit of pressing within his people. The pressing will come when nothing else matters more than Jesus Christ. The pressing will come, church, when nothing else compares to his presence in your life. The pressing will come when the cross is more important than your flesh. 
Do you yearn for a spirit of pressing tonight? I pray tonight that as we worship the Lord, if you need prayer for anything, you can come. But I pray that just in these moments tonight, that as we press into the presence of God, that we would say, Lord, we want to be a people who press. We want to be a people who press with passion, who press fervently, who press for your will to be done, for your kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. Let's pray and worship the Lord for just a few moments tonight.